and some have called me the Martian Manhunter. Uh, what? We're uh, we're we're recording a podcast. Who? What? What do you? Were were you supposed to be what here you, like a week ago? Well, let me answer your questions one at a time. You said who, and some have called me the Martian Manhunter. That's true. He did already say that. Yeah, we we got that. But what we were supposed to be here a while ago. It, yeah, like we recorded the, the Snyder Cut episode last week. Because it, it posted last week. Oh. It's done. Do you have change for the bus? Nobody really has change anymore. Um, sorry, it's a um, digital world. Do you do you have a mask? You need a mask to get on the bus. Yeah, I can make a don't... mask out of my skin. Would that... That's not a mask. By that's definition, that's, that's not a mask. Gross. That's just more of your face. What if I turned into Diane Lane? I could do it. I mean, is Diane Lane wearing a mask? Is it? Yeah. No. 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 It's, okay, just leave. The rules are very pretty just, universal. Just leave. You gotta well, go. I'll just be leave. in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <f> <laughs> <laughs> Martian Manhunter showing up in the next 10 episodes. <laughs> I'll be in Hi, guys. Need me yet? <laughs> this may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues comic podcast. Zero issues. Zero issues. Zero issues comic podcast. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm the big tough guy, Merc. Whoa, you think you're a big tough guy? Guess what? You gotta contend with Bry, and I just took you out. Ooh. Guess what, Bry? It's me, Kyle, and I'm here to kick your butt. Oh, no. That's right. I'm the toughest one now. Who could possibly Ooh. take me down? Here comes Worf, and he's got the flu! So he's not going to do anything, because he's got the flu. Mm. Mm. That's Actually, right now, that's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a mask, but it's got all these bumps on it. He comes in coughing, everyone runs, like, like literally the fastest they've ever run in their lives. And you know when Worf coughs, it's the really slobbery, like, <laughs> like oh, spittle Oh, yeah, and he doesn't cover. He doesn't cover at all. No, no. It's not warrior-like to cover. A warrior would cough. not flee from a virus. You, you're going to tend forward to get some, some food. You're like, hey, let's sit at this big table. I'll sit here, you sit there. He's like, no, let's sit at the small table by the window. No! Your food is ruined. You can't eat it. How about uh, you sit by the small table by the window? And yeah. I'll sit over there. And I'll sit in Jordy's place. I'll sit in the holodeck. I'll sit in the ball bar and get some uh, some serious wisdom from Guinan. You can just do whatever the hell you're going to do to that plate of ribs. Yeah, and that serious wisdom is stay away from Worf. <laughs> uh, you told me already. I'm here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard my voice doing a tough guy voice. Can we go to the news? Yes. Sorry, yes. Well, Sorry, Kyle. Well, I, well, I drink some nice soothing chamomile tea. 
current Zero News Flash. Hey, welcome to the news. Um, just announced, weirdly enough, and I don't even really have much information about it, except that it's apparently happening. Uh, Justice Society of America regular Our Man is getting a movie. A movie is in the works. What? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a weird ch- choice. That's a the, odd choice. The man, the the man who lasts man a of the solid hour. hour. He's good yep. for an hour. Come to this two-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I was not. I'm not gonna make that joke. I'm directed by. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, written by Gavin Games and Neil Widener who I looked up and I could not find really much information on either. Well, a lot of people find that their kneels are too thin. And what you have to do, you got to hire yourself out a, a kneel widener. Yeah. <laughs> He'll fix your kneels right up and make them just right. Listen, I, I'm pretty sure we've lit, been heard by at least a few kneels. So, I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good market to tap into. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have uh, something to say. I have something to say. Sorry, that... It's better to burn out than to fade Shut up, away. everybody. He's got something to say. <laughs> I forgot how I was going to intro this, so that's what I said, and I regret it. Um, so, uh, Falcon and the Little Soldier, uh, the first episode, as of the time of this recording, the first episode aired. I think by the time this this comes out, it'll have been two. Um, but uh, Ed Brubaker made a statement, basically, about the series, and it's, uh, I think he sort of chose a moment to make a point that's actually worth considering. Saying he has, uh, has very mixed feelings about the show. It says he's really happy for Sebastian Stan, who he, I think, is both a great guy and the perfect Bucky slash Winter Soldier. Glad to see him getting more screen time. Talking about how much he loves Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. Everyone in Marvel Studios is nothing but kind to me. But, uh, but at the same time, for the most part, all Steve Epting and I have gotten for creating the Winter Soldier and his storyline is a thanks here or there, and over the years, that's become harder and harder to live with. I've even seen higher-ups on the publishing side try to take credit for my work a few times, which was pretty galling. And he said he's not talking about Tom Brevoort specifically, like, you know, who is not that, I guess, but. So basically, the whole thing is like, you know, work for hire work is what it is. He's thrilled to have co-created something that's become such a big part of pop culture, or even pop subculture with all the Bucky Steve slash fiction. And that uh, that run on Cap was one of the happiest times of my career, certainly while doing superhero comics. So he's like got a lot of very fond feelings about it, but I think it's just the point that, I don't know if you could say famously, but it's been said a few times that uh, specifically for like royalties... Uh, the the creators of a lot of the stuff in the MCU get like nothing, like they you know you create the the comics that these movies and shows are directly based on, and like you get like a thanks in the credits, and people are making a lot of money off this stuff, and like literally you wrote it, the source material, and it's just like you know I. <laughs> So I, I just wanted to draw a little attention to that because I think it's a point well made at a very critical moment and. You know, it, it is very true, and it, it's it's good to actually speak out about that a little bit more, because often, even with comics, I feel like there's a certain mindset where you're just sort of like, you know, go comics, like, go comics being a part of the For culture For the greater stuff, good. Have, yeah. For the children. There's, there's a lot of exploitation, 
there was a lot of uh, people getting a lot of money off of this. It's like once you're like the biggest pop culture thing in the universe, like every comic book movie is like the big tentpole, and that's been going on for a long time and is not stopping anytime soon. Like you know, you're not you're not just a guy making comic books for a living. Lucky to be here. If you actually wrote the stuff that is making that much money, so I mean, that's it's yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've already said too much. This is supposed to be the news section so let's continue <laughs> all right i will continue the news uh i will continue with some disney stuff um their streaming platform disney plus uh of course has like all the marvel and yeah uh they've added star on that for people not in the u.s Woo. like uh, hulu stuff. stuff on there mostly yeah, hulu it's, stuff it's hulu and FX, for them. Stuff so it's like a separate yeah it's a separate thing in the states you'd have to pay separate but we got it there yeah but of course, all the Star Wars stuff is streaming on there as well. Um, the main movies and a lot of like Clone Wars and things like that. Um, but they've added a few things, or they will be adding a few things. I don't, I don't have the exact date, but uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, there is the very famous, of course, the holiday special. <gasps> they are not adding. They are not adding. Sorry, they're not adding the holiday Why special. Why would you mention that? Why would you get Bryce hopes up? Why? I know. Why don't they just throw it on there and embrace it? I don't know. But they are putting in, uh, it's called Story of the Faithful Wookiee, which is the animated piece that's oh. in the holiday special. Like the Boba so Fett one? It's that with which is technically the first appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, um, that will appear on there. Also animated, the Ewoks animated TV series from 1985-86. The Clone Wars micro series from 2003 to 2005 that aired on the Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. Um, and then, this is what I'm very excited about. Uh, droids! Droids! Two... Droids! Droids! <laughs> you know what? I, I expected that. I thought it was going to be yeah. Ewoks and Droids. And I have not seen no. mention of that. I don't know if that's going to get tossed no. in there. I know I, I know what it is. Cert- continue. A certain pair of live action um, pieces that are... Uh, legendary legendary caravan of courage the ewok adventure Mm -hmm. and ewoks battle for endor which was like a two separate things uh is kind of a lower budget live action thing and it was very very family oriented i recall watching this as a kid um and it was I'm really curious just to (laughs) see this thing again. And like, what sort of memories is this thing going to bring back? And it's like the the family crash lands on um, the forest moon of Endor and they end up running into uh, Wicket and uh, other Ewoks and they help save them. There turns out there's other crashed um, people on Endor as well. And they're bad and they use magic. Um, bad magic so like uh it's weird stuff but then it's like especially <laughs> ewok ewoks battle for endor like the first one's pretty straightforward and it's your family fun sort of stuff Ooh, look cuddly ewoks uh trying to get that market but then the battle for endor the first 10 minutes there's like five horrible deaths people are getting killed left right and center and there was actually at the time like if you went to go watch this live on tv there was a a, an announcement saying like 
this might not be suitable for younger people kind of thing. It's like, what? Wow. Oh, that's that's dark for like this family friendly <laughs> Ewok thing that what? you're uh, like killing everybody in the first 10 minutes. Um, yeah. And then like it comes down to this one girl who's in it, this young girl and is with the Ewoks. And then she's just got PTSD for the rest of the show and is trying to t- try to deal with what's going on. So I, I'm curious to kind of rewatch this and see what what that looks like from today's perspective. Yeah, really. And when? <laughs> when? I'm not sure. I, I don't have a date. But the prom's tomorrow. <laughs> Look it up yourself. Fair enough. What, am I going to do everything for you on this podcast? Yeah, I don't know how to button a short. It is released on Disney Plus in April, you ridiculous stink monkeys. And that is the news. Welcome to the warm-up! Okay, so this week I've got a little bit of a read this now for this episode of the show, which you're listening to right now. <gasps> right now. It's a little book that I started reading, uh, you know, at least a month ago because the second issue has come out. Uh, and it's called Maniac of New York. Uh, it's from Aftershock Comics, who I haven't even, I don't think I'd heard of them before this. I have, but I can't. I, yeah, I've heard the name, but I don't think I've ever read okay. anything. No. Uh, it's it's written by Elliot Kalin, who famously did the uh, the the Spider-Man and the X-Men run where uh, there's the, you know, the exchange where Sauron is saying, I don't want to cure cancer, I want to create dinosaurs. He's yeah. He's that guy. Uh, he, he was the head writer for mystery science theater. He was the former head writer for the daily show. Uh, and, oh, and he shit. does a hell of a good podcast mm. called the flop house where they watch bad movies yes! and talk about it. It's one of my favorites. It's one of- I, I listen to it, uh, semi-regularly because of your recommendation and it is very good. Yeah. Their, their Batman versus Superman episode is, is pretty okay. Yeah. Can't imagine why uh, that would be of the- interest, but okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a bit of a turn for for Mr. Kalen, uh, in that it's not comedy based. It's it's a moderately serious story, where it's sort of like you know Jason takes Manhattan, where he doesn't do much on Manhattan. Very serious mostly, movie. Yes, you know, I, I recall it. Yeah, Jason takes a boat, as some people call it. Yes. Uh, so it's it's sort of like. What if what if Jason or in the in this book, uh, the guy's name is Maniac Harry and he, you know, he looks very much like Jason. Just he has a coat, too, huh. uh, and he uses an axe instead of a machete. But in in 2016, he massacres a bunch of people at uh, a New Year's Eve thing in Times Square. And then he's just sort of part of New York. Like there's there's warnings for like there there's a hairy watch in effect. So like maybe don't go out to this area. We haven't seen Harry since he he killed those four sorority people. Oh, my God. Uh, stuff like that. So it, it's part that, but it's it's not really about him. It's about the people trying to stop him. So like there's a task force, but the task force is really just, you know, one or two people. Uh 
So it's kind of like, you know, Friday the 13th plus The Wire is what I've seen it being described as. Holy moly. Where it's like kind of a police procedural. Uh, the the art the art is done by uh, Andrea Muddy, who I don't know him from anything else really, but his art is like it's sort of like uh, at least the earlier couple issues of Dark Knight Returns, where he's got like this really sort of uh, like muted colors and sort of impressionistic faces sort of stuff. Uh, that's how okay. a lot of it looks, and it's hmm. it's really pretty. Cool. The, the second issue came out about a week ago. There isn't a thing saying that it's a limited series or that it's, you know, six issues or anything. So it might be an ongoing. I really don't know. Oh, interesting. But uh, first two issues, pretty good. That's That seems to be the approach now, eh? Is like, let's yeah. put, let's start something and then, oh, no, it's not a limited series. It's a full series because it's doing well now. Yeah, exactly. So if the first six issues go well. Because it yeah. seems like there's like a six issue sort of layout from what I've read from the first two. Uh, maybe it will keep going. And I'd be interested to see how that goes. It's a, it's, cool it's, it's a Futurama situation. You write an ending based on the number of episodes you know are getting produced. And, uh, you know, reevaluate from there. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Like the f***. Kyle's Log, Stardate 98845.78. The Wharf Effect is described as... as such. If you want a way to show how dangerous one of your unknown characters is, you make them do well or win a fight with a character that the audience already knows is tough. Therefore, establishing them as willing to fight and mark them as sufficiently dangerous. What is that smell? That's not. Oh. Why are you in my log? Oh, we've always been here. Did did you not know that? We live in a log. I thought this was personal. Fred Penner's here too. Oh. What about Wordbird? Is Wordbird there? <laughs> Tell me. I, uh, is Mr. Dress up there? Casey Finnegan? Truffles? Chester the Crow? <laughs> that painting of an owl? They're all here. They're all and here. They're all horny. For me. <laughs> <laughs> and the scent, the scent that follows them into your life, the scent is so captivating. What is that scent? What is that what smell? Is that what smell? is that smell? What Let's get be? back on that. What is that smell? I need it. That is the smell of coffee. Rosencrantz coffee. From Rosencrantz Roasting Company. Love the coffee you drink and the drink of the coffee you love. That's that's a really great slogan. It really is. You can find them online at www.rncoffee.ca On Facebook and Instagram at RNC Coffee. You can get coffee subscriptions? Like a magazine or something? But better than a magazine because who wants a magazine? It's like it's not the 1920s. You never run out of coffee again. You'll get the coffee every week. It's a delicious thing you put in your face. Oh, mm, yums. The coffee subscriptions offer frequency discounts and the ability 
to fully customize your home coffee experience. It's like a stereo experience, but super tasty. It makes my tongue dance and it makes me happy on the insides. They are locally roasted here in the Thunder Bay with a focus on freshness and community. They are fantastic community partners. They have helped so many people with fundraisers and fun things like that, that do things for other people, you know, the things that nice people do, you know, those things. These are the people. These are people you want to support. You can find Rosencrantz online and across T-Bay and Northwestern Ontario. They find the full list of partners on the website, like I just said a few moments ago. rnccoffee.ca they have home delivery and shipping options available for online orders and wholesale inquiries are always welcome. And since you're listening to the podcast, you can enter a gift code for 10% off one of your purchases. Zero issues, all one word, all lowercase. You can only enter it once, so don't try any cheap stuff, you know what it means. And it does not apply to coffee subscriptions. But you can just try them out. You can try the coffee and you can make the coffee. Mmm, wonderful beans. They make the juice of life. Anyways, back to the show with the silly guys and the stuff. Yes. Well, <laughs> fellas, we discovered the... We discovered what that smell was. Frankly, I'm relieved. Ooh, finally. Anyway, the wharf effect. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, that. the wharf effect. So, yeah, the wharf effect. You bring in the new guy, they beat up the old guy who's like established as a badass yeah yeah so named because everybody always kicked wharf's ass yeah all the time so basically if you overuse it your tough guy suddenly doesn't seem very tough anymore and you've ruined everything yeah so the first example of that that i want to talk about is doomsday because that's what doomsday is at this point like he showed up and he you know he killed superman but since then all he does is is job to other people to show how tough these other people are at the point where it's like, oh, could I beat up Doomsday? If I just showed up, could I beat up Doomsday? <laughs> then you're the toughest guy. That's right. That's true. I've got, That's I've true. got my, I'm so tough, I keep my bones inside my body. Mm-hmm. Like a smart person. Like, that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Ugh. That's where bones go. The 90s, like, were all about that dude showing up and just, like, just wrecking, you know, like, I'm the yeah. tougher guy, I'm, the, I'm like, the Bane, I'm the Venom, I'm the whatever. Like, that whole arrow was He's just the Hulk. rife with it. Yeah, the Hulk, Onslaught, when Onslaught beat up Juggernaut, and then, you know, following that, everybody would just beat up the Juggernaut. He, he's down in the pecking order now. The, he had a place, and uh, that place has been... You know, taken, and uh, he's Pecked. got nothing left. <laughs> yeah, now he might as well be a good guy, and now he's a good guy? And to become a bad guy again, he had to... Or when he became a bad guy again, he got like a power-up sort of thing. And it was like yeah. written in. Did he? Yeah, it was like, you have to... If you're a dick, then you'll get my powers back, said, you know, Sidorak to the Juggernaut. Was like, but if you keep being direct, nice, direct I'm not quotes. you have powers. Yeah, he well, he, I mean, he said like a few more times than I did. Other than that, like, come on, come Basically. on. 
I'm Cinerac. Come on. Come back to Cinerac. Come on, I got these crimson bands. You know I you know you love these crimson bands. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. <laughs> I think one of the, one of the always go-tos is uh Wolverine. Yeah. Like I'm the best there is at what I do, and the best that I do is get warped like it over and over again. And it's always and they don't make sense half the time. And it, and it's interesting. I was reading a couple of things like when I was kind of looking at stuff for this episode, and somebody had pointed out like all these characters that keep beating up Wolverine should have no chance whatsoever in taking Wolverine. In like he's. No. He's th- he's this character that even when he was introduced, his first appearance, he was going toe to toe with the Hulk, and he would get smashed in the face and he'd get back up. Um, but then there's like like Spider Man, Punisher. The Punisher takes him down. Yeah. Punisher shot him in the face with a shotgun till it was just like skull face. And he's like, ah, and he goes after him, and he eventually takes him down. Like. And, and Wolverine goes down. Like, that's, there's no way. Even, like, things like uh, somebody pointed out, Captain America, who is a very excellent fighter. Uh, he's, like, top of top of the heap in terms of fighting ability. A number one. But if he punched Wolverine in the face, he would have broken hands. Yeah. That's why he yeah. punches him square in the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're very right about this. You're very right about this. And I mean, like Wolverine is like a scrappy little animal that, like, you even if you like you're a whole ass human, you're like, I don't want to have to deal with this if he's real mad. Yeah. But I feel like if he struck a little closer to his Canadian roots, I feel like maybe he'd be a little tougher. If he was like a Toronto raccoon, then he <laughs> would be on. He would just be in everybody's garbage. Yeah, exactly. He'd be eating garbage, and he would, like, you You will literally walk, as happened to me outside of my apartment one time. I'm pretty sure I talked about this before. I walked up. There was, like, three or four raccoons and the stoop, like, eating out of the garbage bin. All with like, different colored masks. A good time. Yes, yes. And I walked up, and I was just like, it was, like, two in the morning. I had, like, a late shift at work, and I, like, had to walk home because, like, the streetcar wasn't running enough. I was like, so tired. And it was just like, I guess I'm going to walk around the block another time and hopefully they're gone when I return. Because if I walk one step closer to them because they've noticed me, I will, my bones will be found <laughs> in in somebody's ceiling in a, like, like many years from now. <laughs> so, Or if he lived in Vancouver, yeah. uh, he would, like, people would just take pictures of him around the pond as he hangs out and just lounges. Yeah. Oh, look at little Logan. Yeah. Because that's that's what they do. Like it's a different energy out West. The raccoons are a tourist attraction there. It's pretty funny. It's a different energy out there because like they get into like the garbage in Toronto. That's one thing they get into like the, like the garbage in Vancouver. It's all roaches. It's all roaches, baby. They're very calm. And the food is all organic. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. you feel it's pretty good. Nice. You feel yeah. very relaxed. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, now I feel bad for never leaving my hometown. 
And I should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I when I was looking at who's beaten up Wolverine, like there's Captain America, Spider-Man, who's Spider-Man as well. If, Ca- if Spider-Man kicks him anywhere, save the junk. Well, like uh, a spider, he's got he an exoskeleton. Break his foot. <laughs> yeah, really. Spider-Man has lifted, lifted a car and threw it at a sentinel in one story, and Wolverine sure as hell hasn't done anything that cool. <laughs> True. Well, that's the thing, like, Wolverine has also won a lot of fights, and he continues to win a lot of fights. It's true. Gambit took him down. Of course he did. At one point in the danger room. Is uh, this a Chris Marrow Claremont story? took him down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Conan. Conan defeated Wolverine somehow, and then they battled again. I'm and it surprised was that you have a problem with that, because you love Conan. I love Conan, but like he—he's not—he's a dude. He's a big dude with a sword. That's it. Like that doesn't really—he can chop him up as much as he wants, but he'd be like, "Yes, stab, stab, stab." And his his, his sword is made Uh, of a hyperborean steel. It's (laughs) so Borean. Also, Conan took down Wolverine one time. He tried to cut through all the strings from the string dance, but there were too many strings, and eventually they tied him up. Well, you got to remember that Conan's good friends with Andy Richter, and Andy Richter, of course, controls the universe. Oh, that's yeah. true. He's the Beyonder. God, is I that, would watch it, that. Oh, okay. right. oh mm-hmm. they could still do it. Who else? The Wrecking Crew? Uh, <laughs> Have the re- did the Wrecking Squirrel Crew? Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Oh, well, Squirrel Girl is base- is like, this is built for her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, um, first appearance, you took out Doctor Doom with squirrels. So, I mean, like, yeah. where are you going to go from there? You're going to beat Darkseid. Uh, not Darkseid, uh, Galactus. Also Darkseid, whatever. Also Darkseid. <laughs> yeah. And she's yeah. going to go, are you Thanos? And he's going to go, I don't need this shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's only Tuesday. I don't need this shit. Take I'm your squirrels, grab the raccoons, and go back to Toronto. Sadly, uh, Darkseid, the way things are going, you ca- you do need this shit. Do you need help with Darkseid? Because I'm here to help. I'm Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famously good at helping against him. Anyways, I'll go, but I'll be in touch. <laughs> you Here's my pager number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to be making fun of that movie all year. Uh, who else? I, I didn't mention it off the top, but this is all based on, on a TV Tropes article. And if you haven't been on TV Tropes and you have nine hours to waste, go try to look up a single thing on TV Tropes. And yeah, there will there will go nine hours. There, there's some that were on the list that I didn't really think counted. Uh, one of the ones on there was Red Tornado, where it's like, yeah, Red Tornado always gets, always gets destroyed. But like Red Tornado kind of sucks to begin with. I, I like Red Tornado, but oh, he's so not like some big. He's not like that. He's not a, a Wolverine or a Superman or a Batman where he's like, here's the tough guy. And if you take him down, whoa, look at like, there's no glory you get out of taking Red Tornado. You just like <laughs> knocked over a a vending machine or something. Right. That's about all you did. Like, Ooh. like speaking of Martian Manhunter who left just a minute ago. I'll be in touch. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> He, he was also on the list, but it's like Martian Manhunter never does anything 
like you know there's the whole thing where like he is as powerful as superman sure yeah. sure he is but like he never does anything with it he's always he like he has taken superman down but but he's normally like I'm gonna I I'm know, gonna scan something telepathically, and it's oh, it's so strong that it incapacitated yeah. me. Maybe stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it seems He's, pretty clear cut to me. In my research for this, uh, I, I came across a couple of uh, characters that I had never heard of. That I I don't know if they've uh, uh, one only had one single appearance. And did one of the wharf effect things. Okay. Uh, the other one, I think maybe had a couple, but that's it. Um, and they both took down Superman. One guy, his name, and his name's Ventor. And there's actually a full name to it. And it was weird because I saw him listed in several different lists or different, like, fan Wikipedia. Yeah, this, this is the things. He-Man character that controls vents, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just yeah, opens just and closes. Sure. Yep. Opens and closes. Sometimes it's hard but and you have to use a screwdriver they, on they it. Ex- yeah. <laughs> they explained the story completely different every time. One, it said he like he hypnotized him and then convinced him that he had killed his best friend and then kills himself because of that or something. And then I, when I went to another site, it explained that the best friend was Clark Kent. So it's he actually hypnotized Clark Kent thinking that it's his best friend. Superman's best friend. Oh my goodness. But not knowing that it is Superman. So he convinced uh, Clark Kent that you're going to kill Superman. You're going to help me kill him. You hate him. Um, so he's actually like hating himself. <laughs> I saw, like It was really confusing because every explanation took it in a different direction. I'm like, I need to find this actual story because I don't understand what actually happened. Yeah, who wrote now. this? Grant Morrison? So it's like he. Yeah, really. Like, in, yeah. Well, this is like I, I, it's an older, older comic, but um, Grant Morrison's it, it was bizarre, and it was that's true. Uh, the other one was from 1966, and his name is Murder Man. Murder Man. Murder. Man. <laughs> I gotta look this guy up. What's he? What's he good at? He goes to a school, and this particular school trains, I guess, supervillains. I don't know what. Trains these bad guys to take down Superman. So they train them by having a Superman robot. That's how they train to be able to eventually take down Superman. And I guess Superman gets wind of this and stops the rest of them. But this murder man actually he uses a kryptonite radio waves gun or something and kills Superman. But again, the explanation's incomplete. I'm like... Obviously, he didn't die, or is this just, like, one of those weird... Like, DC has this weird thing of, especially in the older stories, things just happened, and then the next issue, like, oh, we totally forgot about that, and we just move along. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. So, I don't know what... I, again, I don't know what happened, uh, but that character, Murder Man, was never seen again. So, <laughs> that was his single appearance as Murder Man. I defeated what? Superman, my work here is done, and he leaves. I mean, that's... I oh mean, you go on a high note, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. He's like, I don't what need to appear anymore. Stick around and keep getting beaten up by Imperiax. Back to Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Sorry. Oh, 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 we're still on Superman. Sorry. I'll just throw that one out quickly. There was that time Muhammad Ali beat everybody and then he looked really tough, but then he got... got... <laughs> what? No, that, that's just the passage of time and 
darkness. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, oh my horrible. goodness. My goodness. Um, but before that, he was well, yeah, great. It, That's true. But in this story, it's alien, aliens show up and make Muhammad Ali fight Superman for some reason, but they take Superman's powers away, so it's just one dude fighting another dude. Um and Muhammad Ali defeats him. Of Muhammad course, Ali should have fought he's... Batman. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is true. Um, but I never knew this. There's apparently a later story where a very similar thing happens with Superman and Harley Quinn. Where they take some sort of aliens do the same sort of thing and make the two of them box and Harley beats up Superman. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to see that. Super, Superman's not ready for her chaotic energy, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean like really. No, you listen here, young lady. Yeah. Oh, where'd she get that mallet? And not that ready. gun. She uses them and then they're gone and I don't can't explain any of this. They're they're just hanging out next to uh Optimus Prime's uh, trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh I, I try to think of somebody like I think the Silver Surfer tends to get taken out a lot by the newest cosmic yeah. threat because you're like, oh, Silver Surfer's kind of a big deal. And then, you know, mm-hmm. if he gets laid out and that could be like the teaser, like, oh, look at this guy. Well, even even Galactus gets taken out on a fairly regular basis. It's true. Where it's like, oh, he's he's like, you know, the biggest, baddest uh, mofo. Yeah. yeah, I eat planets. Yeah, yeah. And, but but that could always be explained away with. Well, he hasn't. He he didn't eat a planet in a while. He uh he needs his. <laughs> he had the war. He had the war yeah. flu. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is an I excuse. I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. I was really he hungry. Ate, he ate the planet oh. Klingon, and he just felt real weird afterwards. He just wasn't <laughs> feeling quite right. Went to the toilet, and he had the Klingons. Yeah. That's why that's why Galactus has a giant space toilet. It yeah, was yeah. never a he's chair. A, it was never a chair. He's got a specific herald to help him out with that. Ugh. The bronze plunger. <laughs> <laughs> there there's firestorm and there's there there's bidet storm and Yeah. Yeah, bidet storm. Yeah. He just leans over the edge of a black hole and yeah. lets it rip. You gotta, you gotta make that guy like a bronze color because there will be permanent stains. <laughs> <laughs> Yucca Reno. <laughs> they should just create like a character for every team where yeah. it's like that. It's the Worf character that gets his ass kicked. So there's like Worf the mutant, the mighty Worf of the Avengers. Wait, wait. The yeah. Martian so they're Worf hunter. It. Oh, I see. Uh, teen Worf. Yeah. Who is the Wharf of the X- Okay, I guess Wolverine's the Wharf of the X-Men. Uh John You just you just Yeah. Michael Dorn Michael Dorn deserves as much work as he wants. So just like he just gets dressed yeah. up in another character's costume as Michael Dorn and just gets his ass kicked. I am Wharf, son of Mog. <laughs> That is how the Klingon lures a mate. I've got one more very important character I need to mention. Oh, and please. that character okay. is Shieldy, Captain America's Shield, which I assume is named <laughs> Shieldy. Yeah. Shieldy. Because that shield gets yeah. broken all the goddamn time. That unbreakable shield? Every time. That's true. 
Anytime yeah. someone, you know, needs to to make an impression, that's what they do. And it's like, oh my god, how am I gonna get another one of these? Oh, Costco. <laughs> yeah. Or in every doomsday future. Oh yeah. It's a there's a broken shield yeah. that somebody has as yeah. a trophy. Little little do you know, like vibranium prices have gone way down during this pandemic, especially. So he's uh, you can they're, they're pretty cheap actually. <laughs> yeah, you can just get liquid vibranium in a can just down at the Costco. Spray on, Spray gar- on. that garbage can. That garbage can will actually work great now. Like you're, you don't need it. It's non-stick. You can ride it down a hill like Clark Griswold. It's oh, pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> and when you take that jump and you land, it just absorbs the entire shock. Yeah, you're, great. you're fine. Well, exactly. Now imagine a different world where these characters were more defeatable, and the sky was also brown. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's stop talking about I prefer not to. I prefer not to. Too late. You're already thinking about it a little bit. Oh, Uh, no. Okay. Let's. And on that note, thank you very much for joining us. I am Merck. You can find me at MerckAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca, Merck on Facebook, Merckanaut Like Astronaut on Instagrams. Uh, I'm Bry Kodak. You can check out my comic Welcome to Hereafter at welcometohereafter.com. And uh, you know what? Feel free to join us back here in four years uh, as we talk about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. That's right. It's also called Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. And my name is Kyle Lees. You can check my stuff out at thekylelees.com. 2 is T-O-O. <laughs> Justice League also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be Justice it. League again. Addendum. Also, big thanks to uh, KP Merkley, Ocean City Defender, for doing all the music. Uh, for this show, if you want to check him out, just you know, look up Ocean City Defender. If you find a Nintendo Entertainment System slash Famicom game, you're in the wrong place. Go to the one that makes music, dummy. <laughs> It should be obvious. It should be obvious. Yeah. And thank you uh, once again to our sponsor, Rosencrantz Roasting Company. Uh, check them out. Uh, RNC Coffee. RNC Coffee. <laughs> RNCCoffee.ca. So, I had a brain fart. Total brain fart. Sorry. RNCCoffee.ca. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at RNC Coffee. Uh, check them out, taste their coffee, put it in your mouth. It's yummy. It's true. Can that be a new slogan for them? And that's it. We'll see. <laughs> yep. Put it in your mouth. It's yummy. Um, what's that? You want your money back? <laughs> Too late. Show's over. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we jump into the main topic, uh, can I just run to the washroom quickly? I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Murder man? Oh my goodness.